Welcome back to Word of God. We're three English majors who have set out to analyze Supernatural now that it's done to figure out what was it supposed to be, what did it become, and how. I'm Ash, the old-time fan. My pronouns are vim ver vim self, or it itself, and you can follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash ash comma man. I'm Emma, the latecomer. My pronouns are she, her, and they, them. You can follow me on Tumblr at Lazarus Emma. I'm Wyatt, the newcomer. My pronouns are he, him, and you can follow me on Twitter at topplethrones. And you can follow the show on Twitter and on Tumblr at Word of Godcast. Uh, content warnings for this episode follow. Content warnings for Season 2, Episode 3 include animal mutilation, cults, beheading, kidnapping, torture, the murder of a sibling, racism, the death of a parent, and capital punishment. Content warnings for Season 2, Episode 4 include car crashes, cheating, necrophilia, psychological manipulation, suicide, and drugs. If you'd like us to warn for something we don't already flag, you can read us through our Ask box on Tumblr or shoot us an email to wordofgodcast at gmail.com. Um, okay, so today we're going to be talking about Season 2, Episode 3, Bloodlust, and Season 2, Episode 4, Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things. Uh, I forgot that I was responsible for a synopsis, so I did not write one, so I'm just going to fucking off the dome piece today. I'm a mess this morning. Um, so... It's not even morning. It's morning for me. I got out of bed 10 minutes ago. <laughs> so in this episode, Sam and Dean meet Gordon. He's a, I love this, the, the official summary says a fellow demon hunter. But Gordon is a hunter who specializes in killing vampires. Dean immediately bonds with him. Uh, they have kind of a similar worldview. Dean is very uh, sad and lonely. He needs a, a strong masculine presence in his life. I guess. Um, so they find out that there's uh, some cattle mutilations followed by some beheadings. Uh, and they're like, well, that sounds kind of culty. So let's go check yeah. it out. Very, very importantly, also, the episode starts out with the usual supernatural code open, cold, cold open, mm -hmm. where we see a woman get beheaded. And it's like, oh, here's the monster. Uh, but later we discover, no, that's Gordon. Yeah. The monster was a fellow hunter this whole time. It's which, really uh... good. It's really good. We will talk about this much more. <laughs> this episode is a lot. Um, so they, they go to the town. They, they look around to investigate. They, they figure out... They go to the morgue, find out that the person who was beheaded was a vampire um, after poking around in her mouth for a little while. Um, then they go to a bar, and they ask the bartender if there's any, like, drunken, rowdy night owls around. He kind of gives them a little bit of a lead. We see Gordon kind of hiding out in the corner, very dark and Aragorn-like. The show wants you to think that he's a vampire. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. Um, he's overheard them asking about where to find vampires, and he's looking very sinister. Yeah. I didn't yeah. think he was a vampire, personally. So Sam and Dean go out. Gordon follows them out. Um... He, he's kind of like stalking them a little bit. It's very tense. And then he rounds a corner and they're gone. And then they put him up against the wall and assume he's a vampire, makes him show him, show them his gums. He goes, yeah, I'm not a vampire. I just overheard you guys talking. And he explains that he is also a hunter and that he's heard of Sam and Dean. He says, you know how hunters talk and Sam and Dean are literally like, uh, yeah. no, we don't. <laughs> It's really funny. I, I love that apparently they're only isolated because that's how John raised them, and apparently hunters hang out all the time. Yeah, yeah. And also hunters 
know about the Winchesters, but the Winchesters don't know about other hunters. It's really interesting. And so Gordon's like, yeah, it's fine. I got this handled. This is kind of my thing. I've been hunting this nest for ages. Um, but thanks. You know, we'll, we'll hang out sometime. Big fan. Great to meet you. And then he drives off in his nice red car. Um, it is a nice car. I love that apparently being a hunter means you need to have a nice car. Unless you're Bobby. Um, so we cut to a windmill and uh, Gordon gets in a fight with a vampire. He nearly gets taken out. Um, and then Sam and Dean appear and Dean cuts the vampire's head off with a saw. It's fucking nasty. This whole fight is great. Yeah, it was very good. So Gordon's kind of like, okay, well, I guess I'll buy you that drink now. Yeah. Also, th this vampire was just working at a woodmill, which is really funny to me. He was literally just trying to fucking get his yeah. paycheck, pay his rent. He's got the night shift job. It's not like stakes work. Yeah. That no, it's true. true. It's just a funny job for a vampire to have. That's true. Um, so they go back to the bar. They're celebrating. Sam's kind of like pouty, um, but Dean and Gordon are fucking talking it up. They are enjoying each other's company. Sam's like, you know what? I'm not going to be a buzzkill. I'm going to go back to the motel. Bye. Because he's weirded out by how much they're celebrating the brutal decapitation of a vampire. And Dean and Gordon have this really interesting conversation, which we will get into depth. But Gordon talks about how much he appreciates the life not being any shades of gray and all being black and white. And Dean's like, yep, that rocks. And then we cut to Sam at the motel. He's, it's all very tense. It's very obvious that something is getting ready to happen. Um, he goes out and, like, drinks a soda on the porch for some reason. And then he goes back in. He gets kidnapped by a pair of vampires. They put a bag over his head. They put him in a truck. And they, they drive out of town to this barn. And this is, he wakes up. He's tied to a chair. Um, the barkeeper from, barkeeper, the bartender from earlier that was talking to them uh, is there along with another woman. They're both vampires. And Sam's like, what the fuck? What are you doing? She's like, I want you to know that we are not killing people so that you and your buddies don't hunt us down. Um, and she has to convince Sam that they're not dangerous to humans. Mm -hmm. um, important intertextual note. Uh, this vampire, Lenore, is played by uh, Tara from Buffy. So they're doing an intentional thing here of... Uh, presumably the Buffy fan, like, the Buffy fan base, a decent amount of them are probably going to be watching other Monster of the Week shows. Mm -hmm. And so you have this fun thing of hiring this actor who everyone knows from this role of, like, this really, like, good, sweet person who is this vampire. And that's, like, a fun intertextual thing to me of, like, oh, the audience is probably more likely to be on this vampire side if they mm -hmm. recognize that it's Tara from Buffy. Yeah. Um... Sam is very weirded out. He doesn't really believe them. And she goes, you know what? I'm going to let you go. But, like, remember this. Don't let the hunters come after us because we just want to, like, exist. Um, so they bring him back to the motel. Dean and Gordon are there like, hey, where the hell were you? And Sam wants to go talk to Dean alone outside. He tells them about the vampires and how they're trying to exist peacefully alongside humans. Dean's like, this is stupid, like, Gordon has been hunting this nest forever, we should just go with him. And Sam's like, oh yeah, sure, because we know Gordon so well. Important note uh, about Gordon. Oh, great. Attacked by him. Can you, can you say that instead? 
Yeah, uh, Gordon's sister was killed by a vampire, which has kind of started this vendetta. Um, also important thing I forgot to mention, when Sam gets back to the motel, he calls Ellen and mentions that they're kind of working with Gordon. And Ellen goes, yeah, he's a good hunter, but he's very, very dangerous. Do not work with him. Kind of implying that he's just kind of a radical. Y- yeah, it, he, she says, and Hannibal Lecter's a good psychiatrist. Yeah. In comparison, which, what a what a comparison. So... Uh, Sam is already kind of on the back foot with Gordon. He thinks Dean is projecting like a familial relationship onto Gordon um, and using him as a substitute for dad because Gordon and John are very similar. And so Dean is like, yeah, me and Gordon are very similar because he misses John and he wants to feel closer to him posthumously. Um, So Sam and Dean kind of have this argument. Then... They go back into the motel. Gordon's gone. He's taken the keys to the Impala, presumably to go hunt down the vampires. Um, So Dean has to hotwire the Impala and go after him. They get to the farmhouse, and Gordon has been poisoning Lenore with dead man's blood. Uh, Important note, she sent all the other vampires out into the town to collect the rest of their nests so that they could leave, because she's like, even if Sam doesn't, like, bring them after us somebody will come after us so we're not safe here anymore so gordon's like poisoning her torturing her it's very uncomfortable and upsetting so sam and dean get there gordon and they kind of have a showdown with him and gordon's like these things are evil they're not human like no matter what they try to do by their very nature they deserve to die and sam and dean are kind of like okay that's a little bit crazy and then Gordon cuts Sam's arm and drips his blood onto Lenore's mouth. And she kind of goes vampire for a second and then she resists it. And we find out that Gordon's sister was not, in fact, killed by a vampire, but she was turned. And then Gordon hunted her down and killed her himself. And he says to Dean, You would do the same, which is very important. <laughs> Quick note also, he was 16 when he did this. Yes. So Sam and Dean subdue Gordon. Sam gets Lenore out, makes sure all the vampires get out safely. When while Dean ties him up, ties Gordon up, and just kind of like makes fun of him the whole time for being a weirdo. And then we get a little bit of a time skip. We find out all the vampires are safely out of town. Dean and Sam leave Gordon tied up, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we'll call somebody in a couple days to come pick you up." And then they leave. They have a short conversation. They, De- Dean pulls the Impala off the road and they have a short conversation about how John raised them to believe in that black and white. Oh, and yes. Dean kind of decries the fact that this has introduced shades of gray into his life. It's a very cis white man who still thinks he's straight uh, <laughs> complaint. Like, nuance in my worldview? How inconvenient. I love that that's your immediate thought, and my immediate thought is, like, a soldier who's realized, like, the propaganda that the army has told him. Yeah. Fair, Fair enough. enough. I think that's, more, like, closer to the intended text meaning. But I, I do enjoy Ash's, Ash's take. <laughs> it just sounds very much like a privileged person being like, oh, great, now I have to think about, like, <laughs> you know, life was so simple when there were only two genders type of thing. <laughs> Um. So, De- and then Dean offers. Yeah, the two uh, genders, Sam. monster and hunter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, that threw me off. And then Dean <laughs> offers Sam an opportunity to hit him. Uh, Dean punched him earlier when they got mad at each other. So, and Sam's like, "No, dude, you're fucked up. I'm not going to punch you." Uh, and I 
believe that's the end of the episode. The first like important thing I have is that I love the sheriff. He's so mm-hmm. funny. The sheriff is having so much fun. He's chewing the scenery so much. Mm-hmm. It's like, because that's what gravity like, does. <laughs> when he's talking yeah. about uh-huh. the cattle mutilations, it's so good. He's making fun of them. Also, Dean is but hey, lying. Maybe it was Satan. Also, yeah. Also, they say, like, they're, they work for World Weekly News, which is, like, a huge, like, conspiracy tabloid. <laughs> yeah, except one of them forgets and says, like, Weekly World or something. And immediately Dean's like, uh, I'm new. Oh no, sorry, yeah, it's Weekly World News. They, They're one of them says yeah. World Weekly News. I don't know which one I said anymore. But then immediately in the next scene, Dean is really good at lying, where he, like, smoothly covers for the fact that the guy he said sent them was, like, out of town. And he's like, well, he's back and he's pissed. You know, they, they very smoothly mm-hmm. lie their way into the morgue. That was good. Dean... I mean, Dean is doing his usual blatant lying thing and screwing up because everything he says to this guy is wrong, but he gets through it just through force of personality. Mm-hmm. He rolled, he's over. Using, he rolled uh, he, really high. Yeah, he's using tough instead of charm. Mm-hmm. Uh, before that, the Impala's back. It's fixed up now. It was still broken last yeah. episode. Now yeah, it's all fixed the Impala up. isn't just the Impala isn't just back. It's back in black, baby. It is so black. And, the montage uh, is, is the so much. The first time that we get the Impala called baby. Mm-hmm. Super cool That's moment important. for the show. Yeah. Um, my first note is, damn, they're making the most of those music rights because the song that oh, played yeah. during the previously on is Wheel in the Sky. Yeah. Yeah, we got Wheel in the Sky and Back in Black, back uh-huh. to back. It was really great. It was a great really montage. Yeah. Too. It was nice. I started... Mm-hmm. I was like, I started listening to it and I'm like, okay, I'm going to skip the, the recap like usual. And then I was like, wait, is that Wheel in the Sky? <laughs> <laughs> they got you so i watched the whole thing mm-hmm. um the uh the head cutoff scene is very good they like mm-hmm. zoom out far so they can make it look cool uh without having to actually worry about having like a good effects budget for it oh yeah uh, and the cold it's very open. effective yeah in the cold open mm-hmm. and then later the severed prosthetic head is also a very good prosthetic head Mm-hmm. It looks really good. Mm-hmm. When they reach into her mouth, it's really gross, and the, uh, they actually, like, the teeth looked way better in this, uh, episode. Both the, like, teeth in the prosthetic head and the teeth later that the vampires have. They look less, mm-hmm. like, fake and weird to me. Yeah. They, it seems like they practiced a little bit more with how yeah. to make it look good. While they're looking at the, um, when they're in the morgue, Dean says, so much effed up crap happens in Florida. I just love the phrase F step crap. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah. It is. It doesn't that doesn't feel like something Dean would say, but also it's network TV. He's being he can't censored. Say yeah. Let Dean say Let fuck. Let Dean say fuck. This is also the scene where we get the first Hannibal epi- um reference in this episode. Silence of the Lambs, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. We get two we get two, two Silence of the Lambs references. Yeah, he says like moth in Silence of the Lambs. Um, referencing the fact that maybe the quote-unquote cultist put something down her throat. Yeah. But then they discover it's a vampire, and they go, well, this changes things. <laughs> Actually, we get three Sons of the Lambs references three? then, because he also does the lotion. Oh, well, that's like in the same one. moment. He's continuing. Yeah, it's in the same, yeah. It's an extension. Oh, I, mean, I thought that was a masturbation joke. No. I've never seen Silence of the Lamb. <laughs> I hear lotion from Dean Winchester, and I'm like, yeah, it's probably a joke about masturbating. <laughs> also, I love when they, like, maybe this is just the weird angle, but when they pull away a little bit from the head in the bin, the whole, like, top probably inch and a half of her face is sticking out, and I'm like, 
How'd the top go on that? That's what I was thinking. Mm, that head don't fit in that, that tub. I okay, I'm glad I, I wasn't that. alone in that. I didn't write it down, but now that oh, by the way, it, I'm reminded. Yeah, what? Uh, we didn't say who wrote this episode. Sarah, Sarah Gamble. Gamble. Sarah Gamble. Mm, I have I have complicated feelings about the writing in this episode that we'll oh, have yeah. to talk about. Yeah, there's it's a lot. Sarah mm-hmm. Gamble is very good at Dean and very bad with race. Just as like a yes, yeah. Claim that's like oh yeah. Well, I, did we mention no, that we did Gordon not. is black? Okay, that's important for especially as we're going to talk about the way he is framed yeah. in this episode shortly. Yes. yes. He's black. He's portrayed by Sterling K. Brown. Yeah. Very good. Very exciting. Who, I guess, early actor facts, is um, Eric Killmonger's dad in Black Panther mm-hmm. um, is also... Yeah. He's Randall from This Is Us. That's what I know him from. Yes. Is also that. Uh, he's in Mrs. Maisel. He's in The People vs. O.J. Simpson. He's in Person of Interest. He's in Army Wives. He's a very good TV actor. He does an amazing performance in this episode, IMO. Oh, he yeah. He is so, like, constantly soft-spoken and chill. Mm-hmm. Like, as he's doing these, like, very scary things, it's great. He's oh, very yeah. compelling. Gordon is a terrifying character. He is just so sure of himself. Yeah. yeah. And he's so calm and just He's very confident unaffected. in a very chilling way. It's nice. He's mm-hmm. uh he's the most terrifying version of a paladin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like a church inquisitor or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He also says bro, which made me laugh. I don't know. He does like, say it's bro. not that he was out of character, it was just notable. It's also really his fashion funny. is good. I like his flannel shirts. He's just He's a cool guy. He's going around in his trucks killing vampires. Mm-hmm. Or not truck, his car. He also met John once and called yeah. him a hell of a guy and a great hunter. Yep. Is... Okay. Um, I can't tell if the Chupacabra comment that Gordon made was a joke or not, but also I don't know if don't Chupacabras know. exist in the supernatural universe. Probably not. I don't, like... He seems like a straight-laced kind of guy in that way. I don't think he'd send him for a he'd send him on a uh, Snape well, hunt or whatever. Yeah, it never comes up in lists of Snape? things that don't exist. So, Snipe. I meant Snipe. Well, I wasn't sure if he was like, "Yeah, ha ha, go play with your little chupacabras, kiddos." Uh, he seemed genuine. Real. Okay. Like he I just wasn't sure if he was. This is like, the only yeah, time away. it gets mentioned in the show. So okay. incredible. All right. I don't know. Who knows. Yeah, he's. So I got the I sense that he was it is being mentioned several times throughout the show, but never featured. It's in. Okay, it's, never it's mentioned featured. in five episodes. That's too bad. A chupacabra would be a fun monster of the week episode. <laughs> yeah, because he's so like straightforward. I couldn't tell if he was just yanking them or if yeah. he was like genuinely like here's a here's a case you can go follow. I just have a couple more notes, which is Lenore is the most vampire name in the world. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Shoutouts to shoutouts to Lenore in Castlevania, Queen Girl Boss. I think Girl she would Boss. get along with Nanja. Queen Girl Boss. <laughs> um, and in general, the uh, I really like noticed and liked the camera work in this episode. There were a lot of really like slow atmospheric shots. Mm, um, yeah, lots of like panning shots that took their time. I don't know if that's directed by. Robert I don't know Singer. if just I was. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I was just like paying uh, extra attention or what, but like I, also I really noticed, noticed the zooms, it. I don't and know. I don't really notice okay. cinematography, so it was something different about okay. this episode. The on the flip side of the cinnamon topography, um, <laughs> this episode was very, very dark. It was couldn't fucking see shit. And the next episode, the next episode is super dark. Yeah, that one especially. I've just wrote in all caps parallels to Dead Man's Blood. Don't remember why. Oh, I mean. The vampire stuff, like the fact that 
the vampires in that episode are that also like also we like have we, a right yeah. to exist. Oh, oh, I remember. Yes, that. But Lenore says, um, "We know how you hunters are. Mm. Uh, once you catch the scent, you never let yeah. it go." Yeah, yeah. And John says pretty much the exact same thing, but about, uh, about the vampires in Dead so Man's good. Blood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are we skipping over the bar scene to go to the small things? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. The fight scene where Sam gets kidnapped has like this really dumb punch in it. I don't even remember who threw it, but my notes say that there was a dumb punch. Like it was completely not convincing, and I don't care about fight scenes, so it must have been really bad. Uh huh. Yeah. Wasn't a great fight scene. Was was unlike the uh the wood mill. The wood mill. Wood mill. Thank you. Unlike the wood mill fight, uh, which was good. Yeah. yeah uh, the motel fight scene was not very good. I like when Sam is tied to the chair. He's like, "Oh, your word. Oh, yeah. Great. Thanks." <laughs> I like when he gets to be sarcastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's my little boy. Sam is such a sarcastic bitch in this episode. It's great. He is. Why not also tell him to shut the fuck up? I'm not sure why. Let me check the transcript. I also wrote Sam stop being an asshole, so. Mm-hmm. Oh, because Eli's like, we were suffering, right? And Lenore's like, Eli, that's enough. And Sam says, yeah, Eli, that's enough. <laughs> like, you're tied to a chair. <gasps> Shut <a> up. <laughs> he's surrounded by vampires, and he's like, you know what would be the right thing to do right now? Get on their nerves. Also, I love how when, when Sam says, I was at the nest, Dean goes, whoa, how many did you kill? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Gordon says that Sam is, seems like the take a walk type, which I don't know. It feels like a microaggression. <laughs> I think it's very funny. <laughs> it is. Mm-hmm. It's like this guy probably does yoga. It's funny. I am both the take a walk type and also the uh you guys have fun. I'm gonna go back and hang out at the hotel type. So I felt very uh I felt a lot of kinship with Sam in this episode. Wyatt, you're Sam coded. Yeah. Sam Kinney detected. <laughs> Later when Sam gets back, uh he says that he counted like how long it took to get from one place so that he can retrack where he went, which is very impressive oh, yeah. and cute. And he's like, and he you're notices good. that you're they went across the bridge, the ass, too. But you're good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, he was paying well, attention. Well, and he was, again. Detective. Yeah. He, he was blindfolded. What else was he going to do? Yeah. Um, just, like, sit and stare into the darkness and think about your life? Hell no. Um, I like how we have a solo scene with the vampires. We don't normally... We don't... It's not never, but mm. we don't usually get, like, Monster of the Week having their own scene. Like, yeah. We've had the shifter in 1-6 skin tear itself apart by itself, and we had, you know, Meg making a call to her father, the demon. And the vampires in Dead Man's Blood, too. They got like, their own. We've had solo scenes with the monsters, but it doesn't happen very often, so I like that this episode gave us that as a way to, like... I guess humanize or like focus, yeah, refocus, recenter the narrative. That's nice. And I think usually they're not as sympathetically framed as the vampires yeah. in this yeah. episode. Like even in the for last sure, episode, sure. they were tormenting the the kidnapped people. They were making out. They were being weird to each other. Like yeah, it was not a sympathetic uh, scene. Neither Only was the shifter. Yeah, this vampires. is not a scene of them like yep. scheming. This is them planning how to like flee for their lives. They're scared. Mm-hmm. One of them is dead. Mm-hmm. Got his head chopped off with a chainsaw. Fucked up. Or not a chainsaw, but like a woodcutter saw. Okay, most of my notes here are about like big thematic things that we will talk about, but uh, two to three days? They're going to leave him tied up for two yeah, to three days. Yeah, I know. Days, I noticed that. Like, good I, guys here? Yeah. Like, that is fucked up, guys. That's so long. Like, I get that the, they need to give the vampires a head start, but like, they just leave them. Mm-hmm. As much as I dislike Gordon as a person, 
that is very fucked up. Um, I love how the um, Eli, the bartender, gives them kind of like a red herring. Because, um, like, obviously, Dean and Sam don't think that they're just, like, living lives and working in a bar. Uh, so the fact that they end up talking to the vampire that they're trying to find is really funny and good. Yeah. It's also very funny and good that Eli's played by Ty Olsen. Yeah. It's very, it's so much. I literally have in my notes, in all caps, Ty Olsen. Me too. <laughs> yep. We're, we're again doing <laughs> After Facts early. Today. Yeah, it's Ty Olsen. Uh, he'll show up later at Supernatural. He's also Hunk in Voltron and Ord from Dragon Tales. LMAO. Um, at the very end of the episode, again, I'm skipping over important conversations. There's what I wrote in my notes as the shot where Dean like looks over his shoulder at the camera and there's like this uh, lens flared very dramatically. Mm-hmm. He looks extremely mm-hmm. beautiful. It's a very nice shot. It gets used in edits <laughs> all the time because it looks so nice. And then they yeah. drive off into the sunrise instead of the sunset. They mm-hmm. do. Okay, we want to talk about that bar scene? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just have that I like how the scene is laid out. So. Um. So I guess like, first of all, again, like I said earlier with Gordon, he just like, I like the writing for him and the way Sterling K. Brown does it. It's just like, you gave that big ass fang one hell of a haircut, my friend. That was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Which immediately is like, okay, this guy's maybe a little bit too into it. Um, but also like from a purely, from like a slasher movie or like B movie perspective, it was sick. So it's like, it's these characters sort of enjoying inhabiting the role of like action movie heroes in a way yes. which is like in real life that's a very weird thing to do dean is very big on being a movie hero like from the television yeah. um also gordon calls him sammy in this scene and sam goes he's the only one that gets to call me that and gordon's yeah, like he's, okay, he's like no prickling offense. yeah mm-hmm. sam does not like gordon also gordon uh i don't like barely ever calls them vampires. He always calls them fangs, which is mm, hunters are humongous. It feels like fantasy slur territory. Yeah, it does. It does. Either he usually either calls them fangs or vamps. Yeah, yeah, and this is why. Uh, oh no, he says barely eighteen. So I guess he was eighteen when he uh, killed his sister, not sixteen. It was Dean who said he was sixteen. Oh, it was Dean who was sixteen. Yeah, it was. Yeah, Dean different. tells him Same a story scene, about. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, Sam is all, you know, decapitations are my idea of a good time. And Gordon's like, come on, it's not like it was human. So he's using it and literally yep. saying it wasn't human, even though we know that vampires were human. So he's literally mm-hmm. dehumanizing them. We will continue to talk about this as we go through the rest of the episode. And then a little bit later, Dean says that Sam could learn from Gordon. Yep. This is where, like, Dean unloads on Gordon, because I guess it's easier to talk to strangers about things that are uh, killing you inside than family. Um, that's not that's not me being sarcastic. Like, that is that can be true for people. Um, and this is like, I can't talk about this to Sammy. You know, I got to keep my game face on. But uh, the truth is, I'm not handling it very well. I feel like I have this. And Gordon says, hole inside you. And it just gets bigger and bigger and darker and darker. Good. You can use it. Keeps you hungry. Trust me, there's plenty out there needs killing, and this'll help you do it. Dean, it's not a crime to need your job. Yeah. <sighs> it is when your job is killing people. <laughs> well, he uh-huh. doesn't conceptualize it as killing people. 
And like we've talked about it, this before about how the show doesn't generally conceptualize it as uh, killing people either. Right. Well, this episode plays with that because like from yep. the first scene, right, where the vampire is the damsel in yep. distress and there's racial tones we will get to. Um, but the, yep. the fact that like the vampire is the one running scared from the human is a nice, neat reversal where we've mentioned that mm-hmm. Supernatural plays with this idea. Here is another example of it playing with it. And this time the vampire mm-hmm. do get the vampires do get to live. They run away. Sam helps them. Um, let's just talk about this right now. It's a bad look to make Mm -hmm. all the vampires white and have, like, the monster framed against them be one of the only, like, major speaking line, like, black characters in the show that we've seen so far. Yep. I feel like, I feel like the reference is to Blade. Oh, yeah, I see that. But that does not make it better. Yeah, the fact that they have to save him even though he's an expert is, like, also bad. Like, this yeah. is what he does, and then... Yeah, uh, yeah, actually, yeah. The booking for that fight was ridiculous. If this guy's been fight, like, he uses, like, a sickle in the oh, opening. Mm-hmm. This guy is a trained vampire hunter. He can behead easily with a sickle, and, like, he just started to lose with his vampire because the brothers had to come and save him. It's ridiculous. Yeah, so you've got that weird little white saviorism there, and then, like, the fact that mm-hmm. he's targeting white women is also incredibly bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and it definitely, like, whether or not it's a Blade reference, it definitely feels like they're playing in uh, murky waters when, mm-hmm. uh, like, the shot where, like, he's torturing uh, Lenore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really not good. The fact that, like, they're most aggressive and, uh, you know, least... Uh, comfortable with, I don't know, like, morally gray situations. Like, the idea that, like, his answer is always violence is all so bad. It's very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was a post. I'll see if I can find it. It contains spoilers, so heads up for that. But the about, like, how Sarah Gamble has a habit of treating black characters really badly, of writing bad black characters very badly mm. in, in ways like this, and this is one of the examples. Mm. <sighs> yeah. And it's like, it's it's I this is the thing this is the thing about t- television uh and media in general is like on one hand I think a lot of the stuff this episode's doing is really interesting. I think mm-hmm. the idea of framing like I love rivals in stories. I love the idea of like a character who is a foil to Dean in this way of like what if Dean but even more because Dean like there's a reason why Dean imprints on Gordon so quickly this mm-hmm. like Gordon is just him further down the line. Uh, Sam's always been the one to be like, hmm, it, it, maybe we should be a little bit less, like, violent, slash, like, maybe we should not enjoy this quite as much as we do, and Dean loves to be the cool guy, and here he meets another cool guy, and, like, that's great, that's really interesting, but all the things around it, well, and also the writing is good, like, I like his lines and stuff, and like mm-hmm. I said, Sterling K. Brown's performance is great, but, like, the entire, like, the thematic and cultural touchstone framework it's playing with. Uh, like, they must have known what they were doing with the shot of, like, Lenore tied up to the chair and him standing over her like that. Like, it's it's a bad look, Supernatural. Yeah, it's like, mm-hmm. it's another case of, like, if this wasn't such a white show, this would be less of a problem. Yeah, that's but, like, also the if, thing. If that is, is all, yeah. 
your only black character, it is way more yep. glaring than if you have many characters of various races and then one of your characters in this role happens to be black. Like, Sterling K. Brown did a fantastic job. He was a great actor for this role. But if he's the only black character, you are playing with some very yep. dangerous ideas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is not the last we see of Gordon, just to kind of hint at the future. Uh, and I'm sure we will have much more to talk about when we see him next. Because um, mm-hmm. it's... <sighs> that's a lot. All of Gordon's appearances are like, oh my god. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's unfortunate. I was like, maybe they'll do, maybe like he'll have an arc. Like maybe they'll do something interesting and less bad with him leaning forward. But it is interesting. I guess not. It does have doesn't an arc, necessarily get less bad. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I really enjoyed the line where Gordon says that he and Dean were born to do this. It's in their blood, unlike Sam, which I can't get into for spoiler reasons, but it. it Mm. Made me write it down. Um, I think these two episodes being watched back to back is really yeah. good because this episode is like has a lot of implications on Dean and his relationship with Sam and Dean's relationship with the world. And then uh, episode four has a really large focus on Dean's relationship with himself. Um, these are a very good. It's, it, yeah. We are officially in Dean is the main character territory. It's Dean time. Even though it's season two. These are some Dean episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, another major thing, and I'll talk about this more uh, in the next episode, because, again, you can really compare and contrast these ones. I, like, I like what the, this episode is interesting, like I already said. I wonder and doubt how much it's going to echo into the future. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we, you've all heard us have a long conversation in, I think it was when we talked about Dead Man's Blood, about mm-hmm. this show's treatment of monsters as inhuman and as things that are, are fine to kill. And, like, yes, this episode complicates that, and that's good and interesting, but also, like, this entire time I was like, yeah, but I know what kind of TV show this is. I know that it's <laughs> going to go back to wanting to have its like guilt-free d- monster mm-hmm. deaths. It's like it's having its cake and eating it too, and that mm-hmm. makes me grumpy. I would almost rather them like not even bother, rather than like walk back an interesting thing that they could have carried through. And I don't know if that's I like I don't know if I'm completely off base here, but uh, there's so much of this show left, and it has so many writers and people working on it. Uh, this is so early on that I just assume that I'm right here. Well, the stakes do keep getting higher and more like mm-hmm. morally black and white in like a very literal sense of like mm-hmm. it is right to stop the world from dying. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's not like whether or not to kill a vampire; it's like whether or not to stop the apocalypse. So it's. In that sense, it, you know, um, stops having this question instead of poking at it. But it's also kind of disappointing that they abandoned Monster of the Week because it's fun. Mm. And also, I think, like, just kind of thinking about the show as a whole, because I've, the things I remember best are some of the big points from later seasons. Um, I think that the show, as the stakes get higher, the show has to come to grips with the fact that Sam and Dean have to team up with quote-unquote monsters Hmm. um they have to do quote-unquote monstrous things because otherwise the they won't win um and they never really address that but i think we will probably end up returning to this conversation in season 14 14 um, and season 15 (laughs) at the earliest 
Or I mean, oh, at the latest. I sorry, feel myself aging. <laughs> at the latest, um, because very specific of a very specific character, um, but also in season four and season five when we get to Cass, um, yeah. season eight, like it happens a couple of times, but they never really like nail it down with like a conversation. They it's just kind they of they just like, kind of get desensitized to working with people they would never have worked with in season yeah. one. Yeah, like by the end of the show. They're, you know, um... Don't, doing... don't say too much here. I'm, re- I'm really trying not to. <laughs> They're, you know, doing spells and rituals, um, which we get a little sneak peek of in the next episode. You know, they're mm. uh, working with Are, are spells an inherently evil thing in Supernatural? They, they view it that way. I mean, okay, I, haven't I think gotten there's a that, line... Well, Dean like... just said this episode, if it's Supernatural, we kill it. That's our job. So, yeah, magic is well, and we haven't met witches yet, but uh, witches are humans who practice. Apart mm. from the Striga, witches are humans yeah, the who show's practice magic, and that's what makes them vague monstrous. about what the Striga is. As we talk yeah. about, yeah, okay, okay. Um, All right. But eventually, like that line gets blurred, Where and I don't know if magic? the show. Oh, we'll find out. <laughs> uh, I don't know if the show is like aware that it's having that decay of that like black and white line, mm. or if it's just like this is what this show is now because of the anime bullshit. <sighs> but it'll be fun to talk about as we get into the latter half of this show. Yeah. Um. Before we start to move on, I do want to say like that scene where um Dean and Sam argue about uh the. Uh, about Sam being like, dude, you shouldn't like. I called Ellen. Uh, Gordon's bad news. Um, mm-hmm. Sam says to him, "You know, slap on this big fake smile that I can see right through it because I know how you feel, Dean. Dad's dead, and he left a hole, and it hurts so bad you can't take it. But you can't just fill up that hole with whoever you want to. It's an insult to his memory. It's a really good, uh, like textual, like comparison to the hole that uh, Gordon talks about and the way each character views." how Dean should uh, f- deal with his grief. Uh, and then Dean punches him in the face. Yeah. Uh, and it's like a rough punch. Um, and Sam says, you hit me all you want, won't change anything. And then at the end of the episode, after Dean's like all beat up from having this fight with Gordon where you tied him down and they like go outside, uh, he's like, hit me. And Sam's like, what the fuck are you, dude, you're all beat up. I'm not going to hit you. It literally makes me Which, so upset that like the thing the way yeah. he tries to apologize is yeah. like you have the right to yeah. inflict violence on me. <sighs> mm-hmm. It's a very very unhealthy relationship. Um, there's a lot of emotional problems solved through violence. Yep. Which is not good. <laughs> These boys need therapy. They do. And I guess like speaking of this again, this episode being both good and bad. Uh, the, the, just continuing to, as I said last episode, um, I like the continuity of these brothers constantly having to deal with the fact that their dad is dead and it is like, they have a conversation about it every episode and it like feels like it's moving to, like it's building towards something. It doesn't feel like they're sort of retreading old ground. Like some of their arguments about, uh, John felt like in episode one. Um, it feels like they're, they've really gained the confidence of like, yeah, we like, we're in season two, people are watching us. We don't need to worry about like continuously catching people up and reminding people about the shows about like, we got people who are watching us week to week. We can just keep moving. And I dig that. 
Um, I like the way the, the vampires are like consistently paralleled with the hunters in this episode. It's really good. We've talked about some of it already, how um, the the parallel to Dead Man's Blood, the line about like having the sense means you'll continue tracking them. Um, and how the how Lenore says that she had, they have the right to live, but I also want to call attention to the fact that she says we have the right to live, we're not hurting anyone. Like those two things are conflated, which is really fascinating. Like this idea that not only do they have the right to live because they're alive, they have the right to live because they haven't done anything that would take that right away from them. Like really endorsing mm-hmm. capital punishment without even saying it is like yeah, yeah, interesting, interesting. Yeah. Oh. Right, final small thing that I forgot to mention. Um, Once Gordon gets tied up, he, like, doesn't say anything for the rest of the show, but, like, Mm -hmm. they keep doing these close-ups on his face, and he is just simmering, and it's Mm -hmm. really good. He is so angry and is conveying that just with, like, little facial expressions. It's very good. And he is still... The character continues to be his, like, calm, chill self, but, Mm -hmm. like... In those shots, you can tell that, like, he is really angry. Yeah, you can tell were it not for the ropes and the de- the knife that Dean has in his hand, he would yeah. be ready to go, like, full, like, rip them apart. It's really good. Also, this means that Gordon's last line is, you're not like your brother, you're a killer like me. Which is yep. a very good last line for him. Yeah. Yeah. And that's right after Hatch-match. Dean called him a sadistic bastard. So to compare the... To say, like, well, I might be a sadistic bastard, but you are like me. And then immediately Dean, like, beats him up and hits him in the face and whacks him into a wall and ties him to a chair. And punches him when he's tied to the and chair, And then punches too. him. <laughs> Which was a low move, Dean, IMO. You beat him already. You don't need to do that. He does make a really funny face afterwards, though. He's like, okay, I'm good now. We can go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, watching Gordon's chair tip over like that was really funny. It was. <laughs> Like, he shouldn't have done that, like, but it was From, funny. like, a slapstick... Yeah, from a slapstick point of view, it's really funny. Yeah. But from, like, a humanitarian moral point of yes. view... No, not good. Speaking of humanitarian, when they walk in on Gordon and Lenore, um, he's about to stake her, or, like, he threatens to stake her, and he says, I just sharpened mm. it, so it's completely humane. Hello, Wyatt from the future here. Emma meant behead, not stake. Which is, first of all, a yep. really good line. It's, like, the way that yeah, he's joking is. about, like, animal rights in the context of, like, a sort of human person is is really good but also um tv goes to hell has a bit about had like a an article a chapter about comedy in supernatural and comedy and horror and specifically in supernatural Mm. and so like the argument that it makes is that comedy is used by the characters as kind of um, connotations of power like if if they're making a joke in a scary scene Mm. either they have the power or they want to seem as though they have the power so like dean is constantly mm. cracking wise when he's tied to chairs um, yeah but gordon in this scene does have the power he's being sarcastic because he knows he's the one in charge right here which is really good it's really good yeah horror i mean they're both comedy um, and horror is really is a big a big thing yeah they're both body genres they're they both mm-hmm. exist to um provoke like physical reactions in mm-hmm. the viewers or the readers and- or whatever the audience and they go really naturally together yeah. because even though they're kind of antithetical, um, comedy is really good for lightening a situation in horror, but also sometimes for like 
juxtaposing to make the horror more horrifying. Mm -hmm. There's a there's a really interesting uh, comment they make on Just King Things. I'm going to talk about this really quickly about how like all of Stephen King's like Stephen King produced movies uh, or like miniseries or whatever um, often go more the comedy angle over the horror angle because like King is really good at conveying horror via words but like when he's writing a script he doesn't know how to do it visually in that way so he leans harder into like jokes or making things silly uh which i don't know is interesting to me is like again goes alongside like how closely linked these two Mm -hmm. genres are how a horror writer can so naturally lean into comedy yeah because they're they they don't have the tools that they use to write horror available to them that's really interesting I also want to call attention mostly to the fact that Sam says, you know, dad did the best he could. Classic apologism line. Yep. (sighs) Yeah. And Sam's like, but you didn't kill Lenore, even though he was going to. And that's what matters. It's like, I guess. (laughs) I'm glad he's at least questioning that. You should be thinking about Mm -hmm. these things when your job is killing. And then he, he whines about the complication yeah. which he wishes he never took this doing case this, like a deflecting yeah but it's very much like the god damn it now i have to think about my actions yeah he says i wish we never took this job it's jacked everything up mm-hmm. uh he does thank sam which is uh mm-hmm. interesting to me he doesn't do that that often oh, i think no. i forgot to finish my thought from like 10 minutes ago where i said how like the vampires <laughs> and hunters are paralleled off each other so um, one of the vampires says, we can't reason with these people, meaning hunters. And Gordon says, they're all the same, evil, bloodthirsty. Mm. Um, but then I think also the vampire, probably Lenora, says, if we can change, they can change. Like, there's really good parallels going on in this episode. Yeah. Mm. Sarah Gamble continues to be a very good writer, even though she does not handle race very well. Yeah. Okay, that's the end of my notes, except that there's, like, one shot where, like, the focus shifts from Dean's gun barrel to Dean's face, which is really pretty also. And that is the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I said, Dean good camera work in this episode. All right. Uh, we are going to take a break now. And when we come back, we'll talk about uh, episode four. Uh, what children shouldn't play with dead things is, I think, the name of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Written by Ralph yeah. Parker. Sarah and Rael have broken up oh, yeah. for this season. <laughs> yeah. Great episode name. It is. It's a reference to oh. something. It's a comedy horror film directed by Bob Clark. Yeah, it was mentioned also in TV. Oh, this is the guy who directed A Christmas Story. Okay, welcome back. Uh, Episode four, Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things. Uh, as uh, Emma said, this episode was written by Rael, uh, Rael Tucker. We open on a college student, Angela, who's just had a fight with her boyfriend, Matt. Her buddy, Neil's consoling her, but Matt shows up and uh, she books it and drives away. She does not want to confront him. Uh, Matt calls her when she's driving and she crashes her car and dies. Don't talk on the phone when you're driving, kids. Uh, cut to the boys coming into town. I don't think the town is named this episode, which is unusual, uh, unless I missed it. but. I looked for it and couldn't find it. Did either of you catch it? I uh, I'm going to go to that. on the super wiki to see okay. 
Yeah, I couldn't find it. Okay, anyway. Uh, so they're here to visit their mom's grave. This is where their uh, mom's family is from, I guess. Uh, they mention a uncle. Oh, they mention their apparently uncle. Apparently Mary's uncle put up her headstone. Yeah. yeah. It's Greenville, Illinois. Greenville, Illinois. Okay. Um, yeah, we don't see uh, their uncle. Uh, or her, wait, her uncle? Mary's uncle? They say some uncle. Some uncle, okay. Okay, the transcript says their her uncle, uncle so I don't know. Oh, her uncle, okay. Yeah. Well, mine also say uncle, uh, so. <laughs> a relative. I don't think this is even a person we meet in the show. We do meet I don't some people, so. but not this guy. Okay, all right. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, Dean's grumpy that they're visiting the grave. He's like, she's not even buried there. Um, Sam is very sad. He has like a very emotional moment in front of her gravestone. Uh, and has as he is doing this, Dean sees a spooky dead tree and then realize he realizes he's standing in a perfect circle of dead grass around a grave, which is a very cool visual. Uh, also, this grave is Angela's. Uh, Dean's very hopeful that this is a hunt. Sam's mad about that. Uh, but Dean nevertheless convinces him to go see Angela's dad, who is a prof at the nearby university. He has a spooky book, but they don't learn much from him. Uh, it's a Greek book, apparently. Sam and Dean have an argument. Sam thinks Dean's barking up the wrong tree, so he doesn't have to think about his trauma. Uh, we cut to Matt, Angela's boyfriend, who is drinking and watching home videos with Angela, and it's very, like, pathetically sad. Mm -hmm. um, and then he sees Angela in the reflection of the monitor, and she kills him with, like, some kind of bladed weapon. Dean gets caught sneaking into Angela's place by her roommate Lindsay and lies about being Angela's cousin. Dean doesn't get much info out of her except that Matt died last night, apparently slit his own throat, uh, and was seeing Angela before he died. It was very, very suspicious. Um, Dean then walks in on Sam watching porn, which was bizarre. It had, like, the beginning of the Casa Erotica. <laughs> There was no, like, there was no plot reason for that. It was just supposed to be funny. Yep. It didn't land. It was not worth it. It did not land. It was... Sam's just bored in the motel. He's... And the way he's sitting on the bed is so, so funny. Weird. And uh -huh. just kind of, like, watching in intense dead interest. Yeah. Like, he doesn't even look like he's into it. Yeah. Hey, so we've covered this. Um. <laughs> yes. Anyway, uh, Dean stole her diary, uh, Angela's diary, and uh, learns from it about Neil. Uh, who he's very like he's very um condescending about like the way she writes about neil in this diary he's like oh my best friend forever anyway the boys go talk to neil and learn from him that matt was cheating on angela and they are fairly certain that she's a vengeful spirit so they Dean go dig up her grave no to fury. burn her body I'm so proud of him. yes he does do that mm -hmm. um but there's no body when they dig up the grave da 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 it's a zombie not a ghost um and then we cut to neil who is goes into his basement and angela's there uh, she kisses him gross dude she's a zombie uh back at the grave the boys find some spooky symbols inscribed in the coffin that corresponds to the symbols on angela's dad's spooky book uh dean uh like they go see him and dean goes off at him but sam knows he's innocent um and then freaks out at dean for like doing that uh this the poor man who is grieving his daughter uh he's like i'm gonna call the cops on you um, they argue outside, and Sam manages to get Dean to chill out a little, and they need to leave before the cops come. Uh, we cut back to Neil, talking to Angela. He doesn't entirely trust her. He thinks maybe she killed Matt, which, duh, man. Uh, but his horniness overrides his suspicion. Uh, the boys then go to Neil's house and into the basement, where they find Angela's, like, weird zombie pen and her, like, floor mattress. 
uh, and discover that she's broken out to kill the woman Matt cheated on her with, which, uh uh-oh, it's Lindsay. Cut to Lindsay's house where she gets attacked by Angela. The boys show up and save her, but Angela books it out the window. Silver bullets worked on her, but not enough. Sam mentions that nailing Angela back into her grave bed might work. The boys go confront Neil, and he cracks like an egg. Dean lies <laughs> about doing a ritual over her grave, which he refuses to help them do. Uh, and then Dean's like, all right, buddy, but uh, watch out, because Angela's probably going to kill you if you make any sudden moves. Uh, and then they just leave him there. Uh, and sure enough, Angela kills him. She comes back out and is like, Neil, help me kill Sam and Dean. They're going to kill me. Uh, and he nervously seems to agree and says he'll go get the car. Uh, it goes out. She thinks he's trying to run. And then she just snaps his neck. At the grave, the boys are doing the fake ritual. And uh, <laughs> Sam finds Angela. Um, she says to him that she didn't ask to be brought back. And she's still a person. And Sam responds with shooting her in the head. Uh, there's crazy. a little chase and a fight. Uh, yeah. Dean shoots her multiple times and she falls into the grave uh, and then stabs her with a silver spike uh, into the coffin and then they bury her. In the morning in the denouement, we don't get credits and we thought we might as the car drives off uh, into the, into the you know, I guess not the sunset this time around, but off down the road. Uh, Dean instead stops and pulls over at the side of the road and apologizes to Sam for the way he's been acting and also about dad dying. Um, and tell Sam what happened about the demonic pact, of which I guess he doesn't know that for certain, but he guesses. He's like, come on, man, mm-hmm. it's not that hard to figure out. Um, and we now learn why he was so angry this whole time throughout this episode, because like Angela, he was dead and thinks he should have stayed dead. The episode ends on the heartbreaking line of Dean saying, so tell me, what could you possibly say to make that all right? And then it just like slowly pans away and cut to credits. They don't <sighs> even drive away. They don't even drive away. It ends with them by the side of the road. It's great. It's so much. This episode is not particularly strong, but what's dead should stay dead Mm -hmm. being said three times is so sad. Yeah. Like, he's so upset. Yeah. Yeah, this episode's fine with the standout moments being uh, Dean. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, as a Monster of the Week episode, it's, it's fine. Um... Like, I think it's fun with the zombie and, and everything, um, but the, the really standout parts are, are the interpersonal character moments. Um, I gotta throw out what I've been sitting on this whole time, which is that Summer Glau was supposed to play Angela, but uh, she got, like, she had to drop out last minute, and I'm so fascinated at the alternate universe where we got Summer Glau uh, doing these, like, fight scenes and stuff. Like, the actress who played Angela did a good job. Like, she's very... She felt very zombie-like, but not in, like, a brains way, but in a... Mm -hmm. Like, my body is the puppet for my soul, and, like, I will, like, punch harder and, like, be faster and stronger because I'm not worried about injuring myself in a way that was, like, a very physical performance. Um, Mm -hmm. But, uh... Yeah, it worked. As we all know, Summer Glau is very good at kicking people's asses, and so I wonder if we would have gotten even better fight scenes if she was here. Speak for yourself. I've never seen Firefly. That's fair. You don't need to see it. That's also your problem. She's good in it. Yeah. Firefly Firefly sits in the same place with me as Supernatural is starting to sit. I'm like, I like a bunch of these characters, but I have a lot of problems with the way this show is framed. Literally... The whole reason why I'm still obsessed with this show, because the characters are good and the show is bad. Yep. Okay, are we getting into analysis? I have 
That's also, three, I guess I, I guess I didn't say Summer <laughs> Summer Glau plays River from Firefly. <laughs> for those who do not know. Yeah. Um, for people who don't have IMDb in their brains. <laughs> yeah, I mean let's yeah, let's get into some analysis. When Dean is saying that he doesn't wanna go to um he doesn't want to go to Mary's grave and Dean's like, Why don't we swim by the roadhouse instead? And Dean Sam's like, Yeah, you go by yourself and right Dean's mm-hmm. like, Yeah, stuck with those people making awkward small talk and it's like, Dean, those are your friends. You just want to go with Sam so bad. Mm-hmm. Dean, who has never processed the death of a loved one ever correctly in his life, is like, Closure nope. is stupid and doesn't exist. Yep. Like, bruh. <laughs> but also the fact that it's an empty grave and then Sam puts John's dog tags in it makes me go absolutely wild like the fact that yeah. mary's grave is empty like she is not there john is there is like i can't even well john's not there either but no but I guess, something like, of john is they have there. an artifact like, john, of his yeah yeah like john is more present in mary's death than she is Oh, man. That's fair. I thought it was kind of sweet of like, it's well, a little bit like, cute, this is but, all like, I have left of nuts. my dad. Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah. I, like, Sam does it for himself, right? Also, he's as, digging like, with a knife, which always really dumb. <laughs> he, like, scrapes up a little bit of it's dirt. very stupid. Um, kind of flashing back to the cold open. Matt is an asshole. Yeah. Very much so. Uh, we kind of get the, the hint that Neil is, a, like, a weirdo. But Matt is an asshole. He forces his way into the house to talk to Angela, and she leaves, and then he calls her, and he doesn't, like, respect her not wanting to talk to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the video he's watching when she kills him is, like, one of those home videos, record your girlfriend type of things, um, mm-hmm. where, you know, as per the script of the girlfriend in these videos, she's like, turn the camera off, Matt. Um, there was a TikTok. Yeah. I'm never gonna find it again. But there was a TikTok oh spoofing that one. Oh, that exact thing. Yes, I've seen that TikTok. <laughs> it's like it's that. It's if that I die, one I promise TikToker. you know that. <laughs> yeah. So oh, no, maybe that's, I'll maybe try to find it. It's TikTok. never coming back again. But the the like classic trope of watching your dead girlfriend on a home video yeah. asking you to stop recording mm-hmm. her. Yeah. 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 Neil. Yes. Matt is I, an asshole. Neil is a weirdo. I've already talked about. Uh, I've already talked about one Joss Whedon thing, but Neil gives me big Xander energy, the put-upon best friend character who is, like, secretly pining. Secretly, okay. In a way way that sucks, by the, like, just to be clear. Hate that character archetype. No, it's... No more I do appreciate that he is not framed. Yeah. Yeah. I do appreciate that he's not framed as, like, a white knight in this episode. He's very much framed as a creep. Yeah. Um, like, he literally performed necromancy and presumably did something to make her, uh... It's... Go for him instead. To make yeah. her attracted to him. It's vague. It's weird. Like, I don't know how we're supposed to, like... I've always I don't know what we're supposed to think. that he did something that manipulated her soul into being in love with him back or being attracted to him back. I think back, that's fair as, like, a Which is just so like much on top cannon. of the necrophilia. Yeah. I think that's fair as a headcanon. I don't think that's what the show was trying to do because it feels like they would have put, like, had him be more of the villain rather than the hapless idiot. See, and I, I, I don't think he's framed as a villain, but I also don't think he's framed as an idiot. I think he's framed as a creep. Uh, um, yeah. Like, he's not a good person in this uh, framing and, like... It's n- it doesn't go quite as far as it probably should have, but I can definitely see an alternate darker timeline where this episode was like way more sympathetic to Neil than it had than it was. Um, yeah. So 
Yeah. I, I was just going to say, like, we mentioned the, like, whether or not the title's a Pet Cemetery reference, like, Dean references Pet Cemetery. the uh, the show knows what it's doing here, and, like, in Pet Cemetery, like, bringing the, the people back from the dead was not, like, a maliciously done thing by the characters in question. Like, that's all about, like, processing grief badly, uh, which also is what this episode's about. So it felt like that was what the thing that they were doing was, and, like, Angela is all, like, murdery because like in pet cemetery like when you you don't bring stuff back from the dead because it won't really be them and things will get into them and your kid will not be who you thought who he was you were hoping for um but also like i don't know whether it's the fact that they're like oh we're just referencing this it's fine like the audience will get it that like zombies are just evil um, it feels like they really, it, it felt kind of thin about like why Angela was suddenly so evil after by all accounts being pretty, a pretty nice person. Yeah. Like, like that evil girl in, uh, Providence and like a few other monsters, like, I guess like the Wendigo also, like this is one of those episodes where the, the monster is pretty thin. Yeah. Like, our only motivation, like, textually, or not even textually, but, like, Dean saying it is, hell hath no fury. Mm-hmm. Um, I like how the circle around the grave, Dean immediately assumes, could be unholy ground. Yes, circles around graves are definitely unholy. Mark that down. Love some good mm. unintentional foreshadowing. That drives me nuts. Cool. Oh, fucking! Mwah. <laughs> 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 Um, I also think it's uh, very funny that they're like ancient Greek sus, like the whole alphabet. There's some letters here yep, that I can't it's read. So, it's evil. It's like at least it's Greek, its so it's again. not like racism. Like if it was a well specific other, like, sort of like yeah. it has the potential to be worse than with Greek. But it was very funny. Sure. Greek's, like, historical relationship to whiteness has always been, like, a vague thing depending on what brand of, like, white nationalist slash racist is being talked about. Mm-hmm. I also yeah. like Sam's little very pointed, that's perfectly normal, where he's like, this is not a case, shut up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very funny. And also, like, it is, like, it was, like, a weird evil ritual, too. Like, it worked. Yeah. Which was the... Is the is the ritual that's copied from the book the exact same um, as what's on the cover of the book? I thought it might have been, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, that's is. so silly. Oh yeah, I'm gonna have this book, and like the the summon the dead ritual is not even gonna be like the first page. It's it's even sillier than that. It's on the cover. I don't know if it's exactly, but like the really big symbol in the center is the same. Okay. Um, I don't know about the letters surrounding it. I didn't take a good look. Okay. Find it interesting that they say that car crashes don't cause vengeful spirits, even though Dean died in a car crash in one in two one. Yeah, and he was going to uh-huh. become a vengeful spirit. So like either Tessa was lying to him, or they're wrong about how spirits form. I guess. Yeah. Like are they but just also assuming Dean that Angela remember? had no? Oh, that's true. So like he didn't carry on that memory with him so, to have. Metaphysical afterlife knowledge. Fair enough. Hmm. I wonder what um, happens after you die. Wonder if we'll ever get to see that happen. <laughs> uh, real quick, couple little things. Uh, the dead tree in this episode is the same dead tree from Scarecrow. <laughs> like they they use the same tree. I really? guess they reburied yeah. it. Yeah. 
fucking incredible. Um, and also Jared uh, Padalecki's arm is broken in this episode. He broke it during uh, stuff. Yeah, and uh, apparently they write it into the script later, um, of, yes. like to explain why his arm is broken. But yeah, he had to like act in a way that made it not clear that his arm was broken, which is the, during the whole during the whole episode? thing, which sounds like a sounds painful to do. That's insane. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> don't work for the CW. Sir, do you need a union? <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how they did it. Um, I have in my notes, Dean is such an odds dude with his necklaces. He's wearing like a bead necklace and then the Samulet. And then he's also got a bead bracelet. It's so like mid aughts surfer dude. Yeah. It's so funny. I'm in love with him. When Dean is sad. Um, Sam offers, you want to take another swing? So again, we have, you can punch me, it will make you feel better. You deserve to feel good at my physical expense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Wyatt, you said in one of our very early episodes that, like, their primary verb is violence, and, like, that is how they express affection. They're literally, like, offering, hey, you can hit me, as a way of saying, hey, I care about you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Not good. Go to therapy. <sighs> Go to therapy, kid. Love how Matt didn't notice the plant like rapidly wilting on his coffee table. Yeah, like, I guess that's just what plants drunk, are like when you like, own house right there. Okay, okay, sure. I guess that's true. <laughs> um. Also, I love how when Angela says, "No, he saw her like in an acid trip or something." Like, girl, what does that mean? <laughs> Yeah, the Lindsay's lines in general are very weird. That when she, I burst out laughing when she said he cut his own throat. Who does that? It's she's really. I like. I feel like I don't know if it's overacting or if it's just like really good chewing the scenery. But I, I love it. it it's so, so melodramatic. Yeah. When she goes, she was great. She was just <laughs> so great. She was really, and then Dean goes, yeah, yeah great. great. She goes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> it's really good. Shout outs to Lindsay. Speaking of acid trip, at some point, I think it's Sam asks, are you high? Oh, yeah. And Dean just yeah. kind of makes a face. Like, he has to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> it was strange. Stoner Dean confirmed. <laughs> it's really good. I think we should have gotten Dean doing ecstasy or something. <laughs> Don't do drugs, kids. <laughs> unless you're Dean Winchester, I guess. Depends on the drug. Yeah, do some drugs. <laughs> Give it a shot. Do it safely. What's this podcast? Yeah, do drugs safely. Do your own <laughs> research. Um, I just I think if they weren't cowards, Dean would have been like a huge stoner. Maybe I don't know. I mean, he has the like. I don't, we can't talk about this headcanon. We don't have time. It's okay. Yeah, me and Emma will talk about it later. In oh, okay. Um, I like that Sam <laughs> is aware that bodies don't turn into bones in a week. He's yeah, like, it's gonna be gross. Yeah. It's not gonna be bones. It's gonna to be burn. gross. And he says, "Ladies first. Yeah, yeah. back to back, like uh, d- Sam feeling gross about dead bodies in both this episode and the previous one. Yeah, I mean, Dean also feels gross about the the dead body in the yeah, last that's episode, true. but he's he's so has more bravado it. about it. Yeah, yeah, he's being so so brave about it. <laughs> um, I like that the boys have a hard time figuring out what the heck Angela's weakness is because there's so many different mm-hmm. like versions and myths about undead. Yeah, uh, that was really fun. And they they do just happen to find the right one, but I, I like that the show at least like hung a lampshade on that. Speaking yeah. of the lore, I like that their source of information does the 
you know, answering all their questions and then stopping halfway through and going, I mean, according to the legends, like, you know, this isn't real, yeah. right? I love when they do that. Checkmark yeah. on yeah, the bingo list. Yeah, great. Um, the hole they dug to get into Angela's coffin is really, like, neat. I just it is. Nice, what a nice hole, boys. <laughs> Don't say it like that. <laughs> I can't resist. <laughs> It's too easy. <laughs> it's just a big, like, square. It looks yeah, like it was done with a machine. Yeah, it probably um, was. Yeah, they just didn't even bother. They didn't bother. It's not a hole. It's literally like, like, oh, sure, the dirt's probably not quite settled, so it's probably really easy to dig it up in the way that the coffin was laid in there a week ago. But it looks like it was done with a, a, a what are those? I'm making a claw motion with my hand, and what are those? Uh, front end things? loader? Sure. I don't know. The things with the shovels on them. The scooper trucks, you um, know. Yeah. A fr a fr the scooper it's trucks. called front-end loaders. <laughs> These boys are loaders. mean, mean digging machines. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the, man, the man did a necromantic ritual, uh, brought a girl back from the dead, fucked her, and then you got uncomfortable that one, she wanted to fuck you, and two, that she started killing people. Uh huh. Yeah, like, bro, that's that, a like, whole zombie. What did you expect? The fact that she's on top means that she's evil. Or not, like, equated, but, like, correlated. Hey, Cassie, also, like, Cassie was on top. Sexual politics, come on. Oh, speaking of sexual politics, uh, when she shows up to go attack Lindsay and she goes, Hi, Lindsay, I'm home. Like, oh, the, yeah. The different ways that, like, they're subtle. They're, they're, like, you don't have to notice them, but the ways that, like, Angela is presented as, like, you know, like, taking over a masculine space or, like, role as, like, part yeah. of the fact that she's evil it's now is, like, I see that. Mm, mm, <laughs> okay. Yeah. On the other hand, girl boss. She is very good yeah. in that scene. It's very, she's very slasher movie villain in a way that's fun. The actress is enjoying her role, I think. Mm-hmm. I did like the High Lindsay I'm Home. Yeah. I just think that, like, compounded yeah. with the fact that she's the evil one in Supernatural. Like, if it was, a, yeah. a, like, an independent movie, you know, like, outside of the context of this show and, you know, mm -hmm. a female zombie showed up and did this, I would love it. I'd be like, hell yes, girlfriend material. But, like, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's the plot of Jennifer's body. I've never seen it. But, mm. <laughs> but um, <laughs> since this is Supernatural, I liked it less. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then she she goes after Lindsay with a pair of scissors, and in the fight, like gets stabbed with them. Also, when Lindsay kicks her uh, in like the knee, she drops like a bag of rocks. She really uh, does. It's she really goes good. Down. Great pratfall, mm -hmm. uh, or not pratfall, but great like uh, like acting fall uh, from stage that fall. from stage fall. Thank you from that actress. Yeah. Like she drops so hard, it's very clear that she's a zombie. And yeah, Lindsay's no, like, it's oh my god, good. she got stabbed. It's like, I don't understand. Did Lindsay somehow think that she was alive? I don't like, know. I know if I saw, like, a dead person a week after they had died and they looked pale as anything and, like, were trying to kill me and, like, fell on a pair of scissors, I'd be out of that fucking house. <laughs> Goodbye. Like, I won't wait for her to open her eyes again. I'm not stupid. Come on. Lindsay is not written to be a particularly smart character, unfortunately. She's not a final girl, no. No, wait, she lives, isn't she? Yeah, she is yes, technically yeah, a final so. girl. She's just not final girl material. Is, yeah. 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 Um, the next ones I have are their interrogation with the, the professor guy. Before that, when they when they go when they go um 
see uh, Neil, they say that grief they're uh, grief counselors. And then later on, yeah, later on, they're like, Neil, it's your grief counselors. We've come to hug. Which is it's such a so funny line. I cracked funny. up. Also, Neil has a deadbolt on the outside of his basement door. I, I noticed that. Which, I like, noticed that. definitely plays into like him being a weirdo. Like He probably installed that to lock her in there. I well, hope yeah, well, so. what I was thinking like, is what's the alternative? The locks are on <laughs> The locks are on the outside. It's a bolt and not like a key lock, meaning yeah. he's mostly trying to keep her out, her yeah. in rather than people out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Cuz if it were like a lock with a key Yeah, it's a deadbolt. Like, yeah. yeah. If I bought a house and it had or like I went to look at a house and it had a deadbolt on the outside of the basement door, I would turn around and walk out. Mhm. I've seen horror movies, fuck no. <laughs> I want to know what they're trying to keep down there. Also, while we're talking about the basement, the like weird big vent in the wall that just leads directly outside is just like a grate over the wall. Doesn't make any sense to me. No. Houses don't have like that. You need at least like a like an airlock. Like the that's gonna be the coldest basement in existence. Not an airlock. You know what I mean? Like a a bend yeah. in the that keeps the heat trapped in. But it's just yeah, like it's... you, dude. You got a big hole in the side of your house. He probably did it himself. And then didn't, like, seal it up when he got a zombie girlfriend? Listen, he's not very smart. No, he's not. Maybe he was sick of Why paying he's for an ancient Greek for the TA. He's like, this will fix everything. And then he did not yeah. think about it when he got Angela, Angela down there. It was, it, it was more from, like, a setting perspective that confused me. Mm -hmm. It's like, did they, they, did that, is this part of the house? Or did they carve this hole into the wall of this, like, basement set? Like, I don't know. But it's it was so not weird. convincing. No, no. Um, okay, the interrogation scene? Yeah, the the line, there are people that I would give anything to see again. I drew a very yeah. fucked up emoji next mm, to it. Yeah. My handwriting got very bad for that line. Yeah, um, and, it's, it's a lot yeah. in the grand scheme. Anything, Dean? Anything? Ah! <laughs> yeah, after Dean kind of flips out at, at Dr. Mason, Sam's like, what's wrong with you? And says that Dean is scaring him, which makes me very sad. He says he's scaring the crap yeah. out of him. And Dean's like, don't be overdramatic. And Sam says, if this wasn't a real case, you would have just found something else to kill. Ooh, oh god, okay. Yeah. He says, you're on edge, you're erratic, except for when you're hunting, because then you're downright scary. You're a tail-spinning man, mm. and you refuse to talk about it, and you won't let me help you. And Dean says, I can take care of myself things. Like, mm, Dean. Do you want to talk about your feelings, Dean? <laughs> nope nope um dean apologizes to stop the conversation he's like okay i'll give sammy what he wants yeah he'll stop poking at my soft parts yep uh this is what i meant when i was talking about how i've been really enjoying the continuity this episode feels like it came like basically directly after the previous one like their mm -hmm. argument is evolving from there sam's like you're scaring me man you scared me last episode you're scaring me this episode so Dean apologized twice this episode, once just to, like, end the conversation, and once because he's actually in the do you want to talk about your feelings, Dean, set of the episode. Mm -hmm. uh, I was just going to say, this episode is, like, weirdly horny. Like, yeah. both It's, like, two with, porn like... jokes. I don't know, remember what the second yeah. one is, but I did note it down. Well, the, 
the first one is like when they look into the basement when they go to the basement and dean's like you think this is where he keeps right. his porn and then later when they're talking about who uh matt cheated on angela with and they're like oh it was pretty it was Lindsay." i like i have evidence it was Lindsay. dean says takes two to have hardcore sex which like there's dean, a pause there he goes sam, takes two to yeah. you know have hardcore sex which is funny i will say yeah. <laughs> sam like looks at him and is like dude what the fuck well, and then there's also the co- the oh wait no that was last episode wasn't the Casa Erotica no that was this episode no that was this there's episode there's a lot yeah. of weird sexuality in this episode this is a very yeah. sexy zombie episode it's one of the most uncomfortable episodes it's that's oh it's but weird. in that scene with the porn jokes um there's like a very low ceiling Sam is crouching it's adorable yeah um, I also like the line your girlfriend's past her expiration date and we're crazy. Like it's a very yeah. Dean line. Mm-hmm. And then, like, right after that is uh, giving Neil advice about how to leave, and he says, uh, most of all, be cool, which is an extremely Dean thesis moment. Mm-hmm. Isn't that a quote? That would make it even more Dean, for the record. That's weird. That, like, feels resonant to me for some reason, but I looked it up and it's nothing, so I, I don't know. I also think it's funny. It looks like a zombie pen to me. Like, I know they mean that this is, like... You know, this looks like the kind of place where you could keep a zombie since they know there is a zombie, but it does kind of imply they've seen zombie pens before, which I love. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, you've seen zombie movies, come on. And Dean has certainly seen zombie movies. Um, Even though it's not like an actual ritual, this is the first time we see Sam and Dean uh, even hint that they practice or know how to practice rituals, magic, etc. We saw John do the summoning ritual, uh to summon the yellow-eyed demon in the last season, but um, I just made note of it because yeah. I love my little witchy boys. Uh-huh. Uh, when they're, I think it's when they're nailing her back into her grave, the subtitles say body tissue crunching, which I hated. Hated that so yeah. much. That oh. was like the worst subtitle it we've had great. so far. Hated that. <laughs> so good. So bad. Um, I don't remember when this is, but I, I literally wrote, I don't know what muscle jackals just clenched, but it looked weird as hell. His, like, his jaw, like, one of his jaw muscle or something, like, twitched. It was really weird. I don't know. It did not look human huh. to me. Oh. I have mm. Jack St. Joyce's mm. written twice for the next, for, like, this scene, so I would assume that was number one. Probably. It was a micro-expression. Y'all really gotta put down timestamps for your vague notes. I know. I have, I know, like, it's in order. Listen, man, I'm, I'm a simple person. <laughs> I'm here to, to watch Jensen Ackles' pretty, pretty eyes. <laughs> and his single man tear. Um, and Bingo his single man tear. Uh-huh. I also think it's very funny that he goes, he says, I never should have come back, Sam. It wasn't natural. And it's like, oh my god, title drop. It was unnatural. <laughs> One might even say it was... Paranormal. All right, I gotta talk about this now. The previous, the previous episode... Um, had like a, a, I'm watching, I finished season one, so I'm watching on Amazon Prime now, because I didn't realize that it was on Amazon Prime and I didn't need to acquire the, the DVDs, but it's fine. Um, it, 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 the trivia said, like, this is one of the few times that the word supernatural said in the show, and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? They say supernatural all the time. They said it like, like one in three episodes in season one. It happens so often. What are you talking about? Yeah, it's so funny. Um, I have a question that Emma might know the answer to, because oh, yeah? it seems like the type of thing Emma would know the answer to. Did Dean only start wearing that leather jacket after John died? I think he wore it in the episode with John, because I'm pretty sure I mentioned it in maybe Dead Yeah, Man's you mentioned Blood. the... So, 
Like, yeah. he, he wore it in season one, but he picks up wearing it more. Yeah, that's what I thought, because I started noticing it, and I know, like, there is a line later where Dean mentions it, I think. Mm. That makes me go crazy. Well, I know, anyway. I think I know the line you're talking about in probably season three. And yeah, it does make me go crazy yeah. as well. Yeah. Oh, Dean, baby, you are so suicidal. It just says meow meow. That's all. That's, that's all I got. Meow meow. Yep. I have the single man tier dot 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 dot. Yeah, I have that written down too. All right. Already. So what I wanted to talk about with this episode mm-hmm. is how literally just last episode, they were like, well, not all, not all monsters are evil after all. Let's think about that, maybe. Let's have a big old think about that. And then this episode, we had Angela being brought back from the dead, a person still, presumably, acting how she was when she was alive, except for a little bit more evil, in a way I already talked about being thin. And when she says to Sam, hey, I'm a person, don't shoot me, please. And he he just shoots her. Like, Sam was the one who was empathizing with the vampires. It's baffling to me. I praise the continuity for their dealing with their dad and like talking to each other about their feelings. But I, d- did either of you two not like feel it that it was very strange? Yeah. Um, I think the the like distinction that he's probably drawing from like an in-universe point of view thing is that like like we said like I pointed out how Lenora says that um we have a right to live. We haven't hurt anybody. And so we know that Angela has mm-hmm. killed multiple people at this yes. point. So Sam is like, we don't have to have a dis- discussion of whether she deserves to live, whether she's still just a person. She's a zombie who's killing people. That means you kill her. It is weird, yeah, especially juxtaposed, saying... like, the way that she says it specifically, like, in those words. And Sam is the one to pull the trigger, even though it doesn't kill her. Mm. Yeah. It just, like, I wish that there had been a little bit more of a conversation there, at the very least. Especially from Sam, who is usually the one to do that. I guess, like, they were running at a run time, but they could have cut some stuff. Oh, yes, almost certainly. They could have cut the porn jokes. Yeah. Yeah. It just would have been, like, so much more interesting at the very least if they at least acknowledged that, or, like, if Sam was like, it doesn't matter, you've killed people, or, like, said anything. He doesn't say anything, he just shoots her. Uh Uh-huh. You don't negotiate with zombies. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like the the boys do they ever talk to her at all i don't think so no like they only see her the two times they save uh Lindsay, and then they see her here at the end yeah dean talks about her when she gets out the window he says damn that dead chick can run yeah. other than that like they don't actually <sighs> it's just like it's wasted potential to me this could have been a way more interesting episode if like we got some of her interiority and how she feels about being brought back to dead wa- bra- brought back to dead <laughs> i mean i guess that's true <laughs> uh but <laughs> brought back to life kind of being made undead like why she's doing what she's doing like why she's evil like maybe it explains mm-hmm. a little bit about why being brought back makes her evil maybe it is okay, like the thing we said second. about like a spell with i'm thinking mm-hmm. about future and i will be extremely vague because this is spoiler territory but okay potentially she could have been brought back to life without necessarily bringing back her soul which would imply (sighs) that she has like her memories and stuff and therefore she knows she's been wronged without the inhibitions that prevent people from killing each other so when she says oh my boyfriend you know wronged me and my friend did it too then there's nothing stopping her you know interiority speaking that didn't make any sense there's nothing stopping Uh her like from within herself from just going out and killing them Mm -hmm. for it 
So in that sense, like that's, she that's could be really good alive canon. and soulless, or I guess undead and soulless, mm-hmm. and that would explain why she's evil now, and that makes sense within the within the canon of the show. And I I like that read. I just wish that the show had had made it textual. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, they can't get into souls yet because that's like religious territory, and we don't get there until season four. But I I like that as a head canon. Yeah, I fixed it. Um, to make this, <laughs> yeah. As always, we are fixing supernatural. Is that it yet for this episode? Do we have actor facts? That's all There's I no got. Music corner anymore, right? No music corner. Okay. Um. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's it. Though that's all I wanted to talk about. Uh, except for I guess I have one actor fact other than the uh the, the what I've already said about Summer Glau's potential appearance in this. Uh, Matt, the the bad boyfriend, is played by Jared Kiso, who is Wayne from Letterkenny. Uh, and not only, is, not only is Wayne from Letterkenny, but is the lead writer and director of Letterkenny. Fucking incredible. I, I, <laughs> I lost my mind when I saw that. Oh, is that what you were yelling about? Yeah. Yes, that's what I was yelling about. I can't believe <laughs> can it. Can confirm he lost his mind? It was very funny. <laughs> okay well is that it i think so so next yeah. week we will be talking about two five simon said and two six no exit which is very exciting because i get to do the synopsis for the first ever ben edlund written episode hey nice yeah which is that simon said yeah no simon exit? said is ben edlund and i don't want to give spoilers but we meet a, a, a special young man and no exit we get oh. to see more of joe and ellen Mm-hmm. Yay! Yes, it's a very good horror episode as well. Yeah. No exit. Simon said is very like twisty, tense, um, plot fun psychological episode. Cool. Yeah, it's plot focused as well. Also, the the character that we get introduced to is incredible. So good. He's great. Uh, so yeah, I guess catch us next time. Is yeah. there anything else that we say? Uh, been... Thank you for listening. Please yeah. uh, rate and review us on the yeah. podcast platform of your choice. Unt- until next time. <laughs> See you later. We still don't have an actual outro line. It's fine. We don't need one. The music used on Word of Godcast is The Last Ones by Jazar on freemusicarchive.org. Licensed under an attribution share alike 3.0 international license. Find a link in the episode description. <laughs>